This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us here on this absolutely just gorgeous, gorgeous Monday night. we got an incredible show in store for you. So coming up in the next segment, producer AJ just recently got her second COVID-19 vaccine shot. She's having a fairly uh, adverse reaction. I may be putting that mildly, but she's going to share with you her story. Um, she shared it earlier today on our live stream, so please stay tuned for that. Then earlier today, I had a chance to sit down with Dr. Scott Jensen. He's running for governor of the great state of Minnesota. You may remember from the show before, but we talked a lot about the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, he said something, really a lot of things that were incredible in this conversation. So we're going to share some of it with you tonight. But one of the things he said, he said, Chris, I'm having a lot of patients right now that are coming back into my office and they're regretting the fact that they got the COVID-19 vaccine. So he's going to talk about that and much, much more. Here's some of my conversation with Dr. Scott Jensen. He's running for governor in the great state of Minnesota, Dr. Scott Jensen. Dr. Jensen, always great to see you. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. It's great to be on, Chris. So I want to share with our audience. Um, you were just at a, if I can get this to actually show up here, for some reason it's not want to cooperate, but you were just at a, a health freedom rally in St. Paul at the Capitol. I'm, I'm curious because it's always fascinating to sort of hear what your constituents are saying. What kind of feedback are you getting from people about COVID, the vaccine, the mask mandate? What are they saying to you? They're saying, let freedom ring. That's what they're saying. The rally had, I don't think we really got it going. I was contacted Friday afternoon after a Democratic legislator in both the House and the Senate put, submitted bills to remove the ability to exempt oneself on the, for vaccines based on religious beliefs or a conscience. And basically it was a hard driving bill that says we're going to mandate that kids have to be vaccinated against COVID-19 regardless of what parents are saying. That's really the long and the short of it. So Friday afternoon, I think it got announced, and Monday we had almost, I don't know, somewhere between 500 and 1,000 people there today. And they're motivated. And they're angry on the one hand, they're frustrated on the other, and they know that we're a better country than this. And these are not folks that are anti-vaxxers or conspiracy theorists. These are thoughtful parents that believe in health freedom and realize that the last 15 months we have witnessed an expansion of government intrusion in our lives like never before. And they're simply saying enough is enough. And I think they look at me and they say, well, Dr. Jensen shares our values. And one of the things I share with these folks, Chris, is this isn't about a person. This isn't about a family doctor from Watertown. This is about a set of values that we need to once again elevate that reveals that we're going to focus on faith, family, and freedom. We're going to respect the Constitution. And we're, we're going to try to limit government from dominating our lives. And those are the things we're going to do. We're going to protect life from beginning to end. And these children are our children. They're not the state's children. Parents get to choose. Where we're at is just absolutely confounding. So, Doc, can you repeat that for a moment? You suggested that in somewhere in the conversation that people are concerned or you're hearing that the government's going to force the kids to get the COVID-19 vaccine. What was that? Well, that's what the bill, the bills that were submitted on Friday, basically are bills that would mandate that kids be vaccinated against COVID-19. The bills are written in language that doesn't say exactly that, but that's effectively what it would do, is it would allow the state to, to mandate that 
kids be vaccinated against COVID. All right, Doc. So I want to play for you, Van, uh, a couple clips, actually, from a Texas state senator. And he alluded to a little bit about what you're saying, talking about, hey, look, you got to remind you, this isn't an, an FDA emergency approval, not a full FDA approval. So I'm going to play a little bit of this for you, give you a chance to respond, and then play some more um, on the other side, okay? A threat to their own health and safety. It is no secret that the COVID-19 vaccines are not FDA approved. The governor himself recently said, and I quote, here is a reality everybody needs to understand. These vaccines have not been formally approved by the FDA. They have not been approved for, they have been approved for emergency use operation. And that means no one can be required to take the vaccine. So I guess help us understand what emergency approval means versus full FDA approval. Is what he said they're accurate? He was talking about the EUA, which is an emergency use authorization. And that's the status that all of the COVID-19 vaccines have right now is emergency use authorization. None of them have been approved. I'm no lawyer, but there's been a question. Could government possibly require or mandate the vaccines be given if they have not achieved an approved status, but rather only been allowed on an EUA basis or emergency use basis. And I don't know that the courts have settled that issue with certainty. I know that it certainly weakens the argument for the people who would want to mandate that everybody must take the vaccine. Because the fact of the matter is, there has been no approval. Generally, if if you come up with a drug and you do get FDA approval, if we see something like 25 deaths from that drug, you'll get a black box warning from the FDA. If you get over 50 deaths, you may well have that drug approved. Well, the CDC itself has acknowledged that there's hundreds of deaths strongly connected with when the COVID COVID-19 vaccine was given. Some VAERS data indicates that the number is somewhere between three to 5,000. But regardless, the CDC acknowledges that there's hundreds. If you go back to 1976, Chris, with the swine flu vaccine program, there were some, I think, 55 deaths in 500 cases of Guillain-Barre, which is a French polio. It's an ascending paralysis from the legs off. Anyway, I think there are like 55 deaths and that program was suspended and never restarted. So what we're seeing is an unprecedented situation. We're using emergency use vaccines. The CDC tells us that there's hundreds of deaths connected to it. Perhaps the sequence of causation cannot be completely established. But if you have a 16-year-old healthy young lady who takes a vaccine and two days later she gets sick and nine days later she dies, I think that you've got a pretty strong connection. But this is the situation. And I think everybody needs to realize if you have a drug out there that gets approved by the FDA and you have some 50 deaths, that drug will probably be pulled. And if you look at the 1976 flying flu vaccine program, that was suspended and never restarted. So what we're seeing here is unprecedented. And then we've got a senator and a House member in Minnesota saying, we're going to mandate that kids are going to get vaccinated against COVID and we're not going to let parents have a choice. This is astonishing. So 
please, we are a very action-oriented show. What can people do if if they, no matter where they're at, okay, I'm not going to take a, a point of view on this, but what can people do to let their voice be heard one way or the other regarding kids being forced to be get the COVID-19 vaccine? Well, first off, the bills are not going to go anywhere this session because today will be the last day and there'll be a, an emergency, there'll be a special session. But the fact that those bills were submitted really strikes at the heart of so many parents and grandparents and people who really honor health freedom. I think what people need to do is they need to try to remember how they're feeling today, how they felt this past weekend, knowing that there's a, there's people out there willing to take away their rights as parents, willing to take away their own health freedom. And you need to not just engage for the weekend or for today or at a rally. You need to be the influencer that you can be. You need to have conversations with your neighbors and your family and your friends. You need to ask one another, is this what we want to be as a country? I think that we're going to have one of the most important elections we've ever had in 2023. If it were not in Minnesota for the Republican Senate, a lot of these things wouldn't be discussed. They would have become law. Governor Walsh would have signed People need to get in, stay involved, stay engaged. They need to go to their precinct caucuses and they need to become delegates and they need to go all the way to the state convention so that they can help select who the next endorsed Republican candidate will be. Dr. Jensen, I'm going to bring uh, producer Anna in in a moment. She is having a certain reaction to the second dose of the vaccine. First, I just want to ask you some questions because there was a piece in the local paper here that made uh, some mention of some things. And I want to give you as a doctor a chance to respond. So this is, I'm quoting here, officials and doctors say concerns about the vaccine safety are rooted in misinformation and do not reflect reality. You just talked about the number of deaths. Is this an accurate assessment from the paper or are they, are they giving out misinformation? I'll get myself in trouble on this one, Chris, but they're drinking the Kool-Aid. That's what's happening. Physicians are frightened. There's a lot of physicians who are not going to take a stand and they're going to go with, if you will, the group think flavor of the day. But when I was at this rally, I had hundreds of people come up to me and you would be astonished at how many were RNs. Now, the thing about registered nurses that people need to understand is that these are the caregivers. As physicians, we oftentimes go in and we write orders and we do this and we do that. But when it comes to actually caring for the patient, giving the cares, it's the nurses. And they understand a lot. So when you've got oodles and oodles of RNs coming and saying, we support you, Dr. Tyson. We appreciate your speaking out for us. I had one person there who, who had a relative who worked for CDC. And she was talking to me. And she said that, that there's some 40 to 50% of the people that work for the the NIH, I think, that have not been vaccinated. Yes. The CDC, a huge chunk of people that have not been willing to get vaccinated. What we're trying, what we're seeing the mainstream media try to do is they're, they're trying to paint the people who have said, no, thank you. I appreciate its availability, but I'm not going to do that right now. They're trying to paint them into a corner, trying to make them a bad person and uh, not someone who's interested in the common good. Hogwash. Gotta love Dr. Jensen. Um, I cannot stress to you enough. Go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com 
forward slash POV now and watch the entire interview. There's more to it. We did a live stream today for about an hour, but very interactive, just some incredible um, information there. So again, facebook.com forward slash POV now. Now, stay with us when we come back. Producer AJ is going to share some of her story and her reaction to the second dose of the Johnson & Johnson COVID uh, vaccine shot. As always, please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. Stick around. we got much more coming up right after this.